Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Our guest today is filmmaker Kathleen Horan. She is the director of this terrific documentary film called The Return of Tanya Tucker featuring Brandy Carlisle. The film is about this trailblazing, hell-raising music legend Tanya Tucker who defied the standards of how a woman in country music was supposed to behave. Decades after Tanya slipped from the spotlight, rising Americana star Brandy Carlisle takes it upon herself to write an entire album for her hero based on Tanya's extraordinary life spurring one of the greatest comebacks in country music history. We're joined today by the director of this beautiful film, touching, empathetic, for me an eye-opening film about Tanya Tucker, and that would be Kathleen Horan. Kathleen, welcome to Film School Radio. Kathleen, before we get into the question of how you got involved with the project, who approached who about doing this, I know you have some history with Brandy Carlisle, but uh, what did you know about Tanya Tucker before you started this project? Um, so I grew up in Georgia where uh, Tanya and country roots Americana music is just part of the environment. It's kind of all around you, unavoidable. Um, and my folks were also big fans of music. So our house was full of all kinds of music, but usually like Pavarotti and Mozart and Frank Sinatra and Etta James, Ella Fitzgerald, because they were from uh, Buffalo, New York. We were born and raised in the South. So I was entering the world with a love of music, thanks to my parents, and then started to discover country roots in Americana. And I think when in my late teens, I started to really pay attention to like Tanya and Loretta and Dolly and Tammy, Wanda Jackson. Like I got very into kind of the the origin and particularly women of country because the lyrics are like nothing else. And Tanya always like chose these very adult sort of gothic tales. And I was very interested in that, like not just her voice, but also her song choices. And also of course, Loretta and the songwriting. And, and so I was just a fan and she also was someone who pushed the boundaries and the way she lived her life and defied the standards of how a woman in country music was supposed to behave. And that resonated to me too, because I also grew up as a gay kid in the South. And so you kind of grabbed on to any misfit or or boundary pusher that you could to give you some hope. And, and Tanya, and she wasn't even aware of this, I don't think, until relatively, like relatively recently, that she represented a lot for us and our community because, you know, people pushed her around and wanted her to change in this in, in the same way that I can identify with that. And she just lived her life on her own terms. So her music first, but also just who she is made it even deeper for me. So I was already connected to her by, and which is, I think why Brandy called me when she had this opportunity, understanding that I would love her if we, you know, or she knew that I was a fan of Tanya's. I know you'd work with Brandy Carlisle in the past. We'll get into that in a minute, but for people who only may know the name Tanya Tucker, how would you describe her, her coming out in terms of her, the first part of her career? She was very young. Mm-hmm. That was the I'd say she had a great voice, but the distinguishing thing people talked about, it seemed, was how young she was when she broke yep. in. How yep. would you just give a little bit of a sort of a background on on her? 
Yeah, I mean, so she like she in a lot of ways, she is the story of country music. And and this film tells a very specific period of her life, the present day. But Tanya deserves like 20 different films on her life because it is so rich and so interesting. But she grew up in in the Southwest and she had a great voice as a as a kid, as a child. And her dad recognized that she and her sister Lacosta as well. And I think part of that life was just like they would go sing at fairs and like she says in the film, frog jump jumping contest. And in that realm of Wilcox, Arizona, there were parades and fairs and she would go and perform and, and she was quite good. And people started to recognize and pay attention. And she probably like singing in bars at seven years old. And then eventually they take a chance and make a demo and go to Nashville and try to get people to listen. She got some rejections, but eventually her dad kept pushing and at 13, she had her first big hit, which was Delta Dawn, which I think is kind of the film, even if you're not really aware of Tanya, you're aware of that song. And so from 13 on, you know, she's like, that's the crazy thing is she's had, she's young and she had like a 50 year career because she started so young. A lot of her contemporaries around her that she came up with are, you know, were starting to lose. And so she has her life in itself as an incredible journey and only getting more interesting as we are, as, as it is today. Right. And essentially where we pick up the film really is that first meeting of her uh, arriving at the studio with Shooter Jennings mm -hmm. and Brandy Carlisle. I'm curious about the the genesis of the of the film in the sense did did Brandy have this sort of um, feels like she had a project in mind for yep. Tanya from the very beginning, predating certainly the film. Yeah. But it feels I'm so glad you were there. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and because it because it there's a shape, there's an arc to this story. And the arc to this story you couldn't have foretold, but, oh, God, but no. at least at least a part of it where she's coming in to meet with Brandy for the first yeah. time. Yeah. And let's sort of describe that that first day that she for walked sure. in. Yeah. We'll also tell you how this began. Um because I'd worked with Brandy for a while and I got a call or her text from her wife that said, you know, we, we want to hear something crazy. And so we got on the phone and Brandy told me she had this opportunity to do produce Tanya's she, along with Shooter Jennings, Waylon Jennings son to produce Tanya's first record in 17 years of original music. So, and she had talked to uh, Rick Rubin seeking his advice, who'd worked with Johnny Cash, American recordings, like how do I work with the legend, my hero, someone who's formed, everything about my voice and my being and my toughness this like how do we do this and and one of the things he said to her was to make sure you document it so I said 100% I'm in when do we start and she said tomorrow so it was a very quick turnaround to get the crew together but that gives you the idea of kind of the state of mind we were all in and Tanya had canceled on the project a few times so we didn't even know if she was going to show up so everyone was like is she going to come isn't she going to come and there were a lot of nerves but as soon as they met, so that's the beauty is we got to see Brandy and Tanya meet each other for the first time. Tanya didn't know who Brandy was, but Brandy obviously like deeply knew who Tanya was. And people often say, be careful of meeting your heroes. And in this case, the film tells the story of this beautiful relationship and, and friendship and support, creative partnership among women. But seeing them meet each other and Brandy drops to her knees and Tanya starts singing, it was like, I've never experienced anything like that. And then stepping into the booth and and Tanya stepping into this recording process that was unfamiliar. And as you know, it's like we're all, it's digital now. And Tanya came up like analog tape 
was a very different process for her that she'd never been through. But Brandy was right by her side and supporting her. And they had this energy and connection with each other and this bond that was so instant in a in a situation where I don't, you know, it was hard to trust. Like you're going into a very open, she's trusting the cameras around. She's trusting these new producers. She'd known Shooter, but not in this capacity. So it really was almost indescribable. So thank God we filmed it because it is like something I couldn't even translate as well with words. But what we were able to capture on screen is like, I, I've never seen or experienced anything like that. Just the the whole journey and that beginning part was just incredible. And you can tell in that first scene that you're describing that Tanya's radar was on. Yeah. And that, you know, you know exactly as you described it, going in, sitting down, singing, everything about it, she she felt self-conscious, at least in, in my estimation, and watching yeah. her, she felt self-conscious about doing this, surrounded by people she just met, but you mentioned she did know Shooter from before, but mm -hmm. still, it's a great place to start to tell the yeah. story. Planned or not planned, it's certainly to go from there to where we end up, and I really want people to understand what what the beauty of documentary film and the and the high regard I hold for documentary filmmakers is trusting your instincts, knowing you've got a good subject, knowing you've got a good story and rolling with it. And you never know where it could, it could end up. Yep. And that's certainly the case here. So totally that's true. beautiful. That's beautiful. And let's talk about Brandy Carlisle. Um, I know of Brandy through my sister. She and her wife turned me on to Brandy a few years ago. And so I know what a beautiful voice she has. I know what a great songwriter she is. So let's talk a little bit about Brandi Carlisle for people mm -hmm. who may or may not know much about her. She's like a, and she's on the rocket, you know, right now too. Cause but I've, I've known her for, I want to say like 15 years. I met her through my friend, other musicians, Indigo Girls. Um, and then we became you know, friendly. And I did like a music video for her and did uh, some, some work, uh, another project for her foundation, uh, the looking out foundation that does great work. Um, and then she was a supporter of a, another film of mine called the if project and the nonprofit that works with currently and formerly incarcerated women. She's also an incredible, she's a credible voice, credible entertainer, but also a great producer. And she, also has this belief, which is a lot what this film is based on and honoring your heroes and paying attention to who formed and, and shaped her and, and the, the whole realm and genre of country music Americana. I mean, all music and actually, cause she's kind of a genre defying artist in a lot of ways, Americana is her home, but oftentimes women in, in this business, particularly in the music business get kind of put on a shelf at a certain age and we don't pay attention to them anymore. And a lot of her mission is for not just with Tanya, but obviously like Joni Mitchell and a lot of other things that she's doing to just try and make us like uh, remind us of people or pay attention to people or be a conduit by which we can listen to this music again, be it making new music or paying attention to to these artists of the past and and understand our history and what forms us. So there's a lot. That's a nutshell, but there's a lot to be said. There is a lot to be said. I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with Kathleen Horan. She is the the director of this wonderful documentary film called The Return of Tanya Tucker, featuring Brandy Carlisle. And it's early on in the film where where Brandy plants the seed of this song that she's working on. 
She's talking to Tanya about her life, get some ideas. Tanya mentions a song that she had started um, with, I believe, Loretta Lynn. Yep. And it was, it was as she put it, begging to be written, some, something along those lines. Yep. And that becomes, for me, so many other things, but certainly for me, that's the emotional thread through the, yeah. the runs of this film from from that point forward. Mm-hmm. Because you become invested in watching them create the song yep. together. And then you watch where the song takes Tanya mm-hmm. in her life. Yeah. And that was one of those moments that I also was like, I can't believe that this is happening. She, the incarnation of an idea, the song that's been kicking around in her mind. And, and, and Tanya, as Brandy says, like she's actually, she's an incredible songwriter. Um, and she has these little pieces that she pulls out and these nuggets, but I don't think she's ever had like the right collaborator to really like form everything into a, you know, a complete song. And so bring my flowers now. That was the beginning inspired by Loretta, which it has even more obviously emotional resonance now. But from the idea to then Brandy pulling all these other uh, phrases and pieces and from her stories and they put it together and, you know, ultimately not to give away anything, but it, it, it gives her a good prize and a journey uh, through the process. And, and and it was one of those things was like I once as the Grammy journey happens, it was like I have a complete like that song was definitely going to be a thread creation inception all the way to her getting the accolades that she deserves, which was another one of those things. Like we didn't know it was going to happen, but I believed that there was, you know, that there was going to be a complete journey in in hopes of that. But a lot of this is film is about process and the creative process of that in the beginning. And what a gift for this to, you know, finally bring her an award that, that she'd been nominated 14 times for. And I think first time when she was 13, so amazing, like truly amazing. And that song itself is just gorgeous. And it's thematically what the film is about. Bring my flowers now while I'm living. Absolutely. And just as a sort of an, a filmmaker's note here, um, I love not only the pace of the film, that's certainly um, an important part of telling a story is getting that right. But the way you sprinkle in the parts of her previous parts of her life into the film yeah. thematically but also just in the just at the right time I, I felt like there was just so many great edits in the film in terms of telling the story and and just kind of keeping keeping that narrative alive and then also yeah. also getting to know Tanya Tucker yeah that's from you know for me that that's that is the heart and soul of the film yeah, for, for good sure. and for not so good at times with her yep. own insecurities about life and where she's been and what it's taught her Definitely. We, get to, we get to see her. We get to understand her. We get to really yeah. get to feel, I feel like we got to know her in a way. Yeah. And that's kind of the, you know, that was definitely the hardest part of putting the film together is how much verite, how much archival, you know, I, my heart, I'm a verite filmmaker and I wanted the archive to feel as alive and present as the present day. And, you know, Tanya and Brandy are both so compelling. It's really hard to leave the verite scenes because they're a joy to watch and they really, you know, are electrifying on camera. And so these archival moments, moments I wanted you to know enough about her history to of her past. So the present is as important as it is, because if you didn't understand that you wouldn't get the meaning in today, but also 
there's, as I mentioned before, like lots and lots of films that should be made about her. So one film can't possibly hold her life. So we wanted to weave in just enough to give you an understanding and make it feel more of these dreamlike memories. And it's also pushed by the verite, like the things she was talking about. She was talking a lot about her dad, who was her manager and the big force in her career. And when he passed, that's when she lost her way. So a lot of her origin story is really what was going on. And I like to let, not to be like, let me tell you this thing now, but what, you know, it was a back and forth between what is the film and the verite present day telling us that would help inform what the audience needs to know. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's really emotional. I mean, it really truly is. It Not just her describing her life, not, her, not just her interactions with Brandy. It's also watching her perform watching her struggle yeah. with performing getting right, the, the, crazy right like I mean that was the one thing that I the film opens with that like I was I couldn't believe that someone who'd been performing for 50 years was still nervous and often terrified to go on stage it was like you've been doing this for decades and decades and decades and still she has to give herself a pep talk all you got to do is sing yes you know, she yes goes on. <laughs> that's right yeah all you have to do is say that's uh -huh. a great like that's a great and that's a great moment by the way at our local local venue uh the troubadour uh oh yeah we, yeah so always good to see the troubadour in a film yes um, i'm happy about that yeah my congratulations i said at the very beginning of our conversation that uh the film is currently screening at the doc nyc film festival which means that even if you're not in new york which is where it's held you can go to docnyc.net and from there you can check it out on the virtual platform that you can watch the film from there or you can go to the sonyclassics.com website where you can read up about the film as well as check out the trailer and from there you can find out what theater is closest to you where you can watch the return of Tanya Tucker featuring Brandy Carlisle I just want to say thank you so very much to Kathleen Horan for this beautifully rendered story of not only Tanya Tucker and where she is in her life, but this bonding, this friendship, this collaboration with Brandy Carlisle, and this amazing journey that they both embark upon. It is a remarkable story. Kathleen Horan, thank you so much for spending some time with us here on Film School Radio. Thank you, Mike. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.